Welcome one and all to another episode of Fresh New Hell, fresh uh, fresh, fresh people, common people <laughs> discussing today's pop culture media. My name is Frost with my co-host Mary, who is signing in remotely. So hopefully uh, this will be a new experience for us both. Hopefully it sounds okay. Hopefully it sounds okay. So um, today we, uh, in this episode, geez, I'm totally, it's weird not having you sitting across from me. So, I know, it's super odd. It's super strange. But uh, in this episode, we are covering Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, the series. It is uh, six episodes on Disney+. Plus. So uh, this is just the pilot episode, of course, as always. So, Mary, what did you think of Obi-Wan Kenobi? I'm so happy this came out. I love this character. I love Obi-Wan from the first Star Wars when he was an old man. I love Ewan McGregor as young Obi-Wan. I couldn't wait for it and I'm super pleased it came out and super happy with it. I am all in for this one. The one thing I'll say, that first episode has so much information in it. You better get a notebook and watch it twice. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. They set they set it all up in the first episode. It kind of, you know, it's kind of slow, which, you know, pilot episodes generally are because they're setting the table and telling you who all the characters are and the stakes and all that stuff. So but um, yeah, it kind of opens up. I mean, I'll you know again, as always, I say I won't do a beat to beat. But yeah, oh yeah, and spoiler alert. I mean, it's already been three episodes it's been are a few out. Weeks it's been out so. Yeah, so um, it's almost it's half. It's actually, I think, um, did the fourth one come out this week or was it the third? I think one? something came out today. Yeah, I want to say it was the fourth, or third or fourth one. So, um, and if if you're a Star Wars fan, obviously you've been probably watching it the minute it dropped. So. Uh, at least the at least the pilot. So hopefully we're not telling you too yeah. much here. And and the story for the most part seems to be very very straightforward. So it kind of opens up with um, Order sixty six, which is kind of like um, uh, not uh, what's it called uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Basically, it's where the Empire is wiping out all the Jedi. It opens up in like the Jedi training academy, and and all of a sudden the stormtroopers just sort of barge in and start killing everybody. And oh, you see, it's just mass. Massacre. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. We see this kind of group of probably four or five younglings um, that kind of uh, escape, and they and you know again, you brought up something right before the broadcast about you know maybe they were the kids that show up later, which we'll get to, and and uh-huh. it's a and it's a distinct possibility. I re- I really don't know, and they haven't definitively said anything it about it. Seem yet. necessary to have them if they're not going to circle back into the story somehow. Yeah, yeah, and there, there's definitely questions to be answered there too. So um, we catch up then with um, I think it goes to oh oh basically we we find out that the kids through flashbacks and actually they have a like a trailer prior of like previously on they have a catch up uh, yeah scene it, from exa- the actual movies right to let you know they kind of. Where, where everything is up. at. So we yeah. already know. So Leia has gone to the Orga- the Organas in in um, um, Alderaan, and then Luke has gone with his aunt and uncle on Tatooine. So, yep. and we started. And they're older now. They're about ten, maybe eight to ten. They're pretty little. Yeah, though. yeah. It was, it was. It's ten years later. So it catches okay, up. Yeah. It does. It, there's a there's a super on the screen. That says ten years later. So, um, so yeah, we catch up with um, with Ben Kenobi. Um, although, actually, let me back up. We find out the Inquisitor's land, and I don't know if it's Mos Eisley or another port, but there's it's obviously a city in Tatooine. You see this big ship, or you know, a relatively sized ship, land like in the middle of the street. It's very dramatic. All the townspeople kind of clear out. These three, you know, um, basically Empire 
people get out. They kind of look like Darth Vader. Not really. You find out they're Inquisitors. They look like Marilyn Manson. They're all scary. They're all yeah. Leather. They're all caked <laughs> in you know black, all black and red, and yeah, they're yeah, they're really and and yeah. And there's and like one guy. And, oh, he's so scary. Yeah, one guy who's kind of like it looks like albino, who's bald, who's obviously an alien of some sort. There. Yeah, the other guy. There's an Asiany guy again, who's also very albino, very white. And yeah. then, and, and at, well, I don't know if she's American, but or or African for that matter. Yeah, so, right. say a black woman, that's fair, yeah. right? So another yeah. black woman who's who you know looks, uh, she's the most she's human, super scary. the host, but she's the most human looking of the three. Yeah. So, so, um, but we find out quickly what they do. Their whole purpose, they do a whole like uh, the Grand Inquisitor, the lead guy, the bald white guy. We find out is the Grand Inquisitor. So he's the, the head honcho. You find out that he's looking for. They're basically hunting down Jedi and killing them. So even yeah, they're after, just looking for the last of them. Yeah, just looking for the last last bit. They've they've got a, a tip that there's a Jedi on Tatooine somewhere. He's possibly being harbored inside of this uh, saloon that they visit, and he goes to this whole kind of like dialogue about how the Jedi can't help themselves. They have to help people, and they will basically. They almost like they don't hunt themselves, but they're going to out themselves. They reveal themselves, yeah, yeah, by their by their good deeds. And of course, there's a guy after this whole uh, monologue. This you know, a, a Jedi, young Jedi, basically reveals himself, and uh, it ends up escaping. So, and of course, you know, you find out that the third sister, Ariva, is her name is the is the is the black woman. She's you know a little bit of a loose cannon. Definitely has a you know has a has an agenda, and um, you know, and it's set early on that she is this person and that she's kind of a loose cannon and the other two um the other two inquisitors aren't aren't super fond of her even though they're they're all you know in the same same group so we uh we then catch up with ben kenobi now obi-wan now ben kenobi um at like a like a meat processing place, I guess. Yeah, kind of like he a butchery. Has a terrible job. Yeah, I mean, he's cutting meat into, into you know whatever, not cubes, I guess, like rectangle bricks, something. And he always takes I don't a little. Know. It looks like ahi. Uh, it, it does like ahi. Uh, it actually looks pretty good, but yeah, yeah but it's uh, yeah. So he's at this meat. That's not meat packing. I don't know a meat processing plant. Processing, processing right. plant, basically. You find out that he's got a fairly mundane life. He. You know, he's super uh, simple, and everybody's sort of disgruntled. Like they're working on an assembly line. There's a boss that short pays them. Of like, course, it's all, it's all that the kind stuff of that you've you've you've, you've you've seen before, and that's not a knock. But you know, again, no, no. we find out that uh, you know everything uh, is the same in any any galaxy yeah, or planet you go to. Has a garbage job. There's yeah. always there's always somebody in power and somebody who's not in power, and you know people people being treated unfairly as always. So. Um, you find out that he's got that he kind of lives by himself remotely. He's got a like a camel-like creature. I'm sure has a name. I mean, not a name name, but an actual name of the species. Like a breed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he lives a pretty pretty mundane and quiet life. You know, he uh, and after that, it, it sort of you, he has a run in. I mean, fast forwarding. There's not a lot. Well, actually, fast forward to Alderaan. You find out about Princess Leia. She's yeah, like. 10 years old, I guess, at this point, literally 10 years old, you find out she's that she's... she's a little feisty thing, just like we're a so. troublemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And you find out that they're having some type of event, some type of party, and, you know, there's a girl that's being tended to and getting dressed and all this stuff, and, you know, um, her mother, the uh, I don't know if she's considered technically a queen, I guess she is, um, finds out she that her... She's Princess Leia, yeah. Right, exactly. But, I mean, but Bail, Bail Organa is, is a senator. They never really call him king, so 
It's a little. So maybe he's just a senator and the mom's a queen. Maybe. Could be. Why didn't you think of that? <laughs> yeah, could, could, could be. I've never done the deep dive on, on Bail Regatta. I know. I don't so know all the backstory I'm not, on the I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But you find out that, yes, yeah, she's a, kind of a troublemaker, kind of, a, again, kind of a loose cannon. Um, you find out that the girl that's being, um, being readied is not her, and that she's out in the you know woods um, climbing trees and stuff. Her mom you know, goes and pursues her, finds her in a tree, and says, you know, you need to behave and this whole thing um you know of course she she rebels and says nobody cares nobody all i do is wave nobody's going to care if i'm there or not and then it kind of fast forwards to the party and she's um confronted by a cousin an older kid he's probably i don't know maybe four or five years older than she is and he's kind of a snot and he basically tells her that she's yeah that she's not a real organa and that you know that and then she basically says well i don't i might not know a lot but I know that you're scared of your father and you only parrot back what he says. And, you know, you know, I, yeah, you're weak and sad and I'm awesome. Right. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So she really shows him up, which is, which is actually pretty funny. And, you know, and of course she gets a a scolding by her parents, both saying you need to apologize. And, you know, and she tells them or tells her dad for sure. Like, I don't want to be a Senator. And she's like, but that's why you'll probably be a very good one because you don't want to be. Yeah. And people will, you know, people will, uh, um, follow, follow you one day exactly and you'll be able to boss your uh, cousin around because you'll actually be in a higher station than he is so <laughs> which is pretty funny um it then kind of quickly transfers to um again um leia out in the woods sort of like just uh, and she's got you they set it up too she's got this small like flying saucer like robot named lola who's like a friend like of a hers. Pet. yeah basically and um she runs into, of all people, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, I love that it's Flea, by the way. Which I'm is great, which is great. He's got such a distinct look, and he's so, you know, he's just, a, you know, for, for these types of roles, he's great. You know, so, yeah. and, I, and I found it wildly, wildly ironic that she's fleeing from Flea. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought That's even better. I thought that was actually really clever. I'm sure that wasn't intentional, but it was just like, oh, wait, she's fleeing from Flea. That's amazing. So, yeah. Of course, she gets caught. There are two other uh, bad guys. Um, they dispatch some guards that want to go look for her in the woods again for some reason, even though you know she's on her home planet. You think she's fairly safe. They ended up getting blasted, and then um, you know she gets taken to a place called uh, Daifu, Daiyu. Dai, sorry, Daiyu. It's nice, Daiyu. That's a sketch place. It is. It's basically uh, in. In they don't really show it, but in future episodes, obviously, you know. So um, from there. Kenobi gets some type of, you know, again, some type of alert, you know, in some steel box of his. He's kind of in a cave situation. He was visited, too, by the way, earlier by the Jedi, the young Jedi who's being chased or pursued. And he says, you know, yeah. you know, I know they you're were looking for help. And he's like, I can't help you. Yeah. He's like, forget about it. He's like, take your lightsaber and go bury it in the desert and lead a normal life and forget it. So um, you find out soon after that that guy ends up getting caught because he's like, you know what happened to you? The whole thing. And then. You know, you find out he gets strung up in the town square, basically. So, um, the uh, the uh, the inquisitors did catch him. So, so yeah, he gets this. Um, I forget this if the distress distress call comes before or after. He goes back to the city after work. He runs into Lars Owen, who is Luke's father or father uncle, and yeah. you know, you find out that uh, Kenobi had dropped off like kind of a, a toy for Luke. Um, Owen throws it back at him, kind of broken, says, Hey, he doesn't need you. He's supposed to be with his family. Leave us alone. Of he course, he's a bang up job with his dad. We don't want you getting your hands on the boy. Pretty much. Basically yeah. Basically just told him off. E- exactly. Exactly. And then the inquisitors show up. Um, and then Reva, the 
the black woman, of course, is, you know, where is he? Where is he? I know you guys are hard. You know, I think this was before they found the other guy because it would make sense. So they're still looking for the young guy. Kenobi, the, the interesting thing for me was Kenobi's like maybe 20, 30 feet away from her. Maybe. Yeah. Um, of course, she, she can't sense him. Yeah, that bothered me. That bothered yeah. me a lot because, I mean, you know, let's say if she was trained at the Jedi Academy and then turned to the dark side and we find out that she's got, you know, not incredible powers, but she's she's a fairly... She's got something. She de- yeah, she definitely does. I mean, she definitely has abilities for sure. So uh, you would think that she would have been able to... If she's Force-sensitive, she would have seen like, hey, he's here. Instead, right. she confronts Lars. She kind of picks him out of the crowd, knows who he is. I mean, he's... He tells her who he is, but then she says, oh, you're a farmer. You know, I know you have a family, blah, blah, blah. And he basically, she threatens everyone and says, hey, I'm going to kill this guy and his family if you don't tell us where where the Jedi is, Jedi that fled earlier. So, of course, you know, he tells her, like, I have no love for the Jedi. I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, and she ends up um, chopping off the hand of um, of a... You know, oh, that old lady in the crowd. Yeah. crazy. Yeah, like the yeah. The first thing you lose is a hand, and then you know what it's like to reach for something. She was terrifying. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's just, she's, yeah, she is really horrible. She's a horrible, horrible person. So um, then, you know, so that happens. We find out that uh, obviously Leia's been taken. We already know that. Bail Organa reaches out to to uh, Obi-Wan and says, I need your help. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. I know, right? And he didn't say those words. Thank God he didn't say those words. I mean, at some hand, I'm sure there would have been fans that would have been loved that, and their fans would have been just totally groaned and groaned over it. It would not have been good. It would not have been ideal. It would not have been good. So that doesn't happen, but the the request does come in. Kenobi says, I'm not the guy I used to be. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Then we find out that the Jedi died. He comes back to his cave, and there's a hooded figure in his cave. He's got a little security bot that kind of warns him that, you know, hey, somebody's in there. Um, and it turns out to be Bail Organa, and he basically says, look, I, you, you've got to help me. And he's like, you know, I'm here to protect the boy who's here. He's oh, you know, the boy is, you know, the, my daughter is just as important as he is. You need to help. So, and of course, you know, you see, you see the... You see the struggle in his mind on his face, and then eventually he he caves, and you see him bordering a, a freighter of some sort at the end of the episode. He reveals that he did get his lightsaber. His lightsaber, you find out, was buried in the middle of the desert. Oh, yeah. He, and he knew uh, you know, exactly where it was. He knew exactly he where it was. Course. He knew the coordinates. He took his little camel-like thing out there and dug it up and found it, and and now it's on his hip again, and uh, and he takes off uh, for die you. So... And I found Which is I, all the worst parts of Blade Runner. <laughs> it's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's kind of like Coruscant. Coruscant is just the whole city is a the whole planet is a city, and this place yeah. kind of looks like the same thing. It's a lot of neon and stuff. And, they, and this happens in the second episodes, which we won't get too deep into. Uh, no. One one interesting thing though, there's a girl in the second episode that basically, you know, Kenobi says, "I'm looking for you know any Jedi," I, I believe, and she basically says, "Oh, if you're looking for a Jedi, there's a guy." And, who turns out to be, you know, Kamel, uh, oh my God, yeah, which was funny. But what's interesting was the girl who talks to him, and she's probably, you know, early 20s, maybe late teens. Um, I looked it up. She's actually his his daughter in real life. Who's? Um, uh, Ewan McGregor. Shut up. Yeah, so that's, cool. that's his daughter. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. I was like, you know, good for I'm her. I wonder, how, I wonder how hard or how hard that was to get her on there. Or if they said, oh, she's got a great look because she had like pink hair or something in that one. And I guess she's known as a person to, to change her look often. So, Interesting. so um, I'm going to have to go back and check that yeah. out. So, uh, so yeah, my, but, um, 
but overall, yeah, I mean, it's it, the production value is great. I mean, it doesn't have the same. What's interesting, as far as I know, and I talked to another friend of mine. I didn't really look it up, but he was he's a huge Star Wars fan, and he was telling me, you know, that um, John Favreau and um, and Dave Filoni, who really kind of run the universe for the most part, um, mm-hmm. didn't have anything to do with this one. Uh, Deborah Chow really? is the director. She didn't write the episodes, but I think she's directing all of them. So, but it has a, de- and again, I mean, I, I don't, I don't say it feels different in a bad way per se, but it doesn't, it doesn't have the snappiness as like, you know, again, Mandalorian, Mandalorian or, Boba or Boba Fett. Yeah. It's definitely no, it got different. a different vibe to it, which, which is fine. Um, and again, you know, the story so far, you know, it just seems like basically a rescue story, which again is very common in the All Star Wars Star universe. Wars yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I wish there was, you know, Something else, and, and and there may be, there may be. Like I said, I think there's two episodes left. I want to say, or three. You I'm know, not, it's hard to sure. say because I feel like Marvel does kind of the same thing when they do a series. These six and eight series, you know, they're they're quick and long at the same time. So I feel like this one is all backstory. There's so much backstory; it's like painful to get through some of the backstory. Yeah. But you're so excited to see these characters again. You don't really care. And then I think the pace of the next couple are better. And then hopefully the last few wrap up just crazy epic all in. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely going to be a battle. I mean, there's definitely sides of it where, you know, there's a, you know, not to delve too much in the other episodes that are already out, but, you know, kind of like, you know, Darth Vader, of course, does show up. Um, he's he's still alive. They established that. We know he's still alive, obviously, because he ends up killing Kenobi. Right. In, 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 but I feel like his powers were a little uh, convenient as well. His, like his like powers are are much stronger, and they and they tell you that up front. Basically, he's been practicing. But the then whole why time. didn't he send Obi Wan earlier? Like, I feel like if he was so much stronger and better, that he would be able to dial that in. Like, you know, anywhere around or anywhere the guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, that that I would totally agree with. Yeah, you know that that sort of threw me too. And again, I guess I'm sure. Hopefully, uh, you know the 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 actual makers or producers of the project would probably explain it to us and say, Oh, well, this was, you know, if you knew the canon, then, you know, it doesn't work at all distances, but it's kind of like they were so connected from being, you know, a mentor and mentee that you think like, I know this guy's frequency at any distance in any right. universe. Well, because when Obi-Wan is thinking of him, his eyes open. So you would think right. that that would work both ways. Is my point completely, completely, yeah. yeah. So, so there's definitely like some. I mean, I don't know if you want to call them plot holes or again for the hardcore Hiccup, Star Wars faithful, maybe they have those answers that we don't have. But there's definitely things just as a casual viewer and even a fan of Star the Star Wars universe. There's things that I was like, eh, that's a little convenient. It's a little convenient, and and kind of like and also Darth Vader has always been established as a very, um, again, unforgiving leader, and in future episodes he's. He kind of becomes a little bit forgiving in some yeah. of his in some of his like, some hey, of bro, his you're disputes. Out of character. Yeah, it's like no, it's like you know, even if I'm wrong, you're still gonna die, and I'll just have that on me. But yeah, exactly. this one, oh, it's, I'm it, bad on me. Yeah, <laughs> in, in this one, he he kind of makes concessions, and I won't go too far into it. But there were definitely right. things that I was like, eh, okay, well, you know. So I don't know. I mean, there's only it's only six episodes. I don't know if it would go for an additional season or not, I guess, of course, it probably res- um, depends on the type of response that this series is getting so far. I would say it so depends far. more on the story and how interesting the, you know, this rescue of Leia and all this nonsense goes on. You know, the thing that right. worries me is that for me, it almost becomes Hawkeye with the girl or, you know, Dr. Strange with the girl or like, it's all these weird, like, old men with a girl movies. I'm like, mm. 
It's just odd. Old men with a girl. It's almost like the a formula. Movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there there are definitely there are definitely formulas for sure. We all know that for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it is kind of you know. And again, but Leia is very very rambunctious. She's very young. Um, she's which, really interesting. She is. She's a good. It's a good little actor for sure. She's definitely. Uh, she's definitely got um, more uh, chops than other kids her age, and she might be small for her age too because she appears to be very. Tiny oh, like for, she might be older for ten. I, oh, I don't know yeah. about that, but I mean, she just for a ten-year-old, she looks pretty small. I mean, that's just she looks almost. She's like five or six to me, but again, I don't have kids, so what do I know? But that's that's yeah. what it looks like to me. It's hard so. to say. Yeah, but um, any other. Uh, Thoughts on Kenobi? I mean, obviously, we're both watching the whole thing regardless. Oh, my gosh, 100%. I have to see how, how it ends. Yeah, I, mean, I love these characters. I love that they continue these characters on. I wish, you know, all movies would do this where they just spun off some episodes of like, hey, I miss these characters. Let's see what they're up to. Um, I love the graphics. The Obi-Wan Kenobi, the eye is like a lightsaber. and It's really detailed, you know, special Star Wars font. It's mm-hmm. just really, uh, it's a tight production overall. Like, you can't have any complaints about it. It's still Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, exa- exactly. And, you know, and, and it's good, you know, again, we don't want to get too, too used to or, or have the expectations of, you know, John Fat like the Vandalorian or, you know, it's always good to have kind of a different tone in there. And there's like, yeah, there's you know, there's definitely more story. Yeah. And he's definitely, you know, again, he's, he's ramping up to getting his powers back to full bore because he's been so out of practice, which I'm sure by the final episode it'll be. But, but the truth is, is it the tricky thing with these types of backstories are we ultimately know what happens to these characters because we've seen the future. Right. So we know that Darth Vader is not going to die. We know that Kenobi's not going to die. So that can only tell me that Reva, third sister, is going to die, most yeah, likely. She's probably not going to make it. She's probably yeah. not going to make it. I mean, it just, it, it just like, it not, and maybe she, and it'd be weird if no one dies. Not that I'm hoping for that, but. You know, but, but yeah, I, I just don't, you know, I just don't see any other Oh, the other thing, they, they have Jawas, they have all these awesome creatures. Like, the CGI is fantastic. Yeah, well, the Jawas, for sure. Jawas, I think, were literally, I mean, well, there's one he interacts with who's a who's a drunk yeah. dealer, which all the Jawas are. And he's, I mean, he's got to be a guy in a suit, of course. And then, but um, yeah, but there were definitely little critters and different things they, they show you, which have been kind of like... Um, common in a lot of the Star Wars universe just to have break up the action for a minute, give you a little bit of a breather and show you some mm-hmm. of the, you know, whatever day to day stuff. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. investigate the scenery. So, but the cities look great, you know, again, the, the backdrops and the, the vehicles and, you know, even, uh, his like camel, like, um, you know, whatever his, uh, his ride, um, yeah, all oh, looks, was interesting, yeah. all looks perfectly legit. I mean, the, and, you know, and even having the ship, which I mentioned earlier, land in the middle of the street. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy now what they can do because you can see the dust moving around, the the ship. Yeah, do you see the shadow go across? The shadows. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it's really, it's really well done. And I know they use these these things called uh, volumes, which are basically these wrap around like th- almost almost not three hundred sixty degrees, but like one hundred eighty degree like LED screens for the backdrops. Oh wow! Yeah, so. So that way, when the actors are interacting, you know, it, they don't have to think about, oh, there's like some sand dune over there or a monster over here. We know because you can see it on screen. And even like the the volumes will react to light, meaning like if Kenobi pulls out his lightsaber and swings it around and moves, the shadows and stuff move automatically. They don't have oh, to go yeah. in. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they don't have to go in and fix that later in post. It's actually already done. And the only reason I know that is because I do have a friend of mine who works for ILM. So he was telling me that he was mm-hmm. doing, he was doing like 
not talks. He was uh, covering events that were introducing the volumes to other filmmakers, you know, filmmakers in the Marvel as well as the um, Star Wars universe, but also even people outside of that and saying that it's just such a great immersive technology where the actors don't have to be talking to a tennis ball on a stick per se. You know, right. and how, how is that not magic at this point? Really? I mean, it's just, crazy the technology how far it's come oh yeah yeah special effects these days i mean it's it's getting to the point where as, as we know even with like uh you know like the um the fake the you know the the fake faces and stuff you know putting oh, out, yeah. that stuff um it, yeah it's getting to a point where it's like you know the whole idea of fake news which you know obviously has been talked about over the years like you're yeah, gonna be able it literally to, happens now well you're gonna be able to create stuff like planes yeah. crashing and missiles launching and stuff you really wanted to and you're not going to be able to tell, like, other than the aftermath. If you, you know, no. it looks like so-and-so's country got bombed, you call that person and say, hey, was your country bombed? No, we're fine. You know, but if you need to buy yourself a couple minutes or something, you yeah, know, some of these technologies. Yeah, it, it is weird. And then you think about all the other complications, even on domestic things. Like, you know, you got like a, a guy that wants your wife and then you show your, you know, you know, the the guy creates a video of the husband cheating on his wife, which never happened. Oh, yeah, then, for you sure. Know, who knows? Well, what about like jobs or like? you know, corporate espionage or real espionage or whatever. Like you could create anything and be like, yeah, I want that guy's job. Here's a picture of that CEO with the, with a, with a the lady down the yeah. street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ruin people's, yeah, isn't that crazy? Ruins people's life. Yeah. I mean, it could get really, really interesting in the future, you know, again, and, and, and the fact that everyone is sharing all of their stuff, meaning, Literally you know, again, open, all the yeah. social media pictures, you know, videos, you know, speaking voice, all that stuff where, you know, you get probably somebody who's really, really talented can basically own you at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah, you put all your stuff up. It's all free. I've accessed it, and now I'm having you, you know, do it with kids or something. That's horrible, but you know what I mean? No, I know for sure. You could definitely so, put people in all kinds of compromising situations. Yeah. So. And make whole videos about it, a whole movie about it, a whole fake anything about it. It's just, it's... Whatever. Yeah, it's know, really, it's yeah, it's it's really kind of a... Yeah, I'm not sure where this world is going to go with all that stuff. I mean, there's a side of me that's very excited by the idea if it's used in the right way. But then there's also not that I have any like thing to hide. But but you know, and that's the thing. You could be a total you know straight way straight shooter person. Then all of a sudden, well, I saw a video of you you know killing killing a dog. It's like whatever, and it's like what are you talking about? And then everybody's you know it gets out to enough people, and then it's just like you know again bandwagon. Well, you can't dial it back, you know, and then. The interesting right. thing for me about all the special effects is Star Wars invented a lot of the special effects, right? Didn't they oh, invent yeah. the green screen and all that? Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Can't pinpoint. But they, so many innovations uh, with ILM in particular um, over the years from the very beginning with the miniatures right. and all that stuff. Yeah, they are definitely the, the pioneers and the trailblazers of um, – and there are other companies, of course, but that was a big sure. one. For uh, for major special effects and feature films and, and TV programs, so but um, but we digress. Um, any of other course, yes. closing thoughts on Obi Wan Kenobi? No, I think they did a fantastic job. I look forward to all the ones that they do. Any any ancillary character, bring it up, make a series out of it. I can't wait. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, well, with that, we will leave you. This concludes another episode of Fresh New Hell. Common people discussing today's pop culture media. <clears throat> Again, my name is Frost with my co-host Mary, and uh, again, we just covered Obi-Wan Kenobi streaming currently on Disney+. Plus. Um, definitely follow us in your favorite podcast platforms and connect with us at freshnewhell.com. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Stay gold. <laughs>